Let's do it. You ready? Yeah. My daddy may now make an announcement. This is the part of the show where I play a snippet from later in the show. Oh. If I fake it, it saves me a lot of time later on. I like the music. Something out of context. Is funny. Something out of context that I repeat. You are listening to The Bitterest Pill. Welcome to The Bitterest Pill. It's Dan Class. I'm in my garage under the flight path of Los Angeles International Airport. But I'm not alone. What day is today? It's December... 18th. Okay. Sorry. Wow, I didn't even get a chance. No, it's the 16th. That, I was so wrong, and I was so See, confident. I didn't even think it was the 16th. What is the 16th? It is the 16th okay. of December. So listen, you might recognize the deep, velvety tones of, of my course. guest host today. Yes. Guest host, will you introduce yourself, please? <clears throat> Excuse me. My name is Hudson Class. Yes. Um, I also live under the flight path of the Los Angeles International Airport. That's true. I've been on. I've been making appearances on the show since I was... Five years old, back in 2004. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time uh, since I was on, and I'm yeah. very excited to be here. You know what's really weird is I actually didn't realize that it was that long. I thought it was – if you had asked me, I would have said it was in the summer. Yeah. And I think it was in the summer, but I think it was in the summer like two years ago. Yeah. Is that possible? Because, yeah, we I haven't been on a show since you were doing them live, and I right. you were not doing them live this past summer. No, 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 no. no. So part of the reason that you're here is mm-hmm. just so we can hang out and record a show. That's true. But your mom had the idea, and I give her full credit, for us, and I don't know what inspired this, but for us to do a bit of a, um, you know, like a new version of the first time you were on The Bitterest Pill. It's true. Way back in 1974. No, when was it? 05? It was 04. 04? 04? I yeah. think it might have been, December of 04, yep. where you came on. You were very cute. You um, recommended some Christmas songs. I did. And uh, read some liner notes to everybody, <laughs> and it was very cute. And uh, for some reason, she had this idea, and you and I both agreed to it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that at some point. Yeah. We might even do it right now. I don't know. Well, you know what? We're talking about it. Let me, I'm going to play, and this is kind of embarrassing because we listened to a little bit of this just like 10 seconds ago. This is um, from Hudson's first appearance ever on The Bitter's Pill. Almost what? Is that six? How many years ago was that? You said you were what? Five? I was almost six, which means 13 years ago. That's bad. All right, let's see if this will play. My daddy may now make an announcement. Listen to that guy. Yeah. This is the old, the original bass line. Hey, everybody, it's time once again for The Bitterest Pill, recording live under the flight path here at Los Angeles International Airport. I am Dan Class, and today I have a very, very special guest host. Introduce yourself, please, guest host. Hello, my name is Hudson Class. That's right, Hudson, my son. Okay, can we talk about this? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's stop yeah. and analyze this let's because this. Um, both of our voices are very high. Yeah. Now, you have a, an have excuse, a, at least, because yeah. you were like five years old. Mm-hmm. You are not off the hook. I sound though. like a castrato or whatever those are called. <laughs> a eunuch? Yeah, like one of those guys that they, so they can sing opera mm-hmm. real high. Yeah. And, um... Were we were we inside a bell jar of some kind or what? Okay, yeah, that's to- definitely pre Studio G. 
Yeah, there's there's a very large possibility that we were just that we just picked a table yeah. at random in the house and decided yeah. to sit I think, down. And I think re- you're right. Record the I think show. it was at your desk or what is now what your is desk. now my desk. Yeah. Oh, that's very possible. Yeah, I that's think so. very very possible. Now you sound cute as the Dickens, and totally five years old, mm-hmm. which is really wild. Because at the time, you know, when it's your kid, you know they're young, obviously, but they're older than they've ever been. So I didn't think of you as being that young at the time. Yeah. You were very young when you were five. Yeah. (laughs) I would hope so, right? Yeah. No, but I was older than any kid that you'd ever had. I mean, that's that's silly to say, but as the firstborn, every every time you get older, like the kid feels old until all of a sudden you're like, oh. Oh. Wait, he's an actual adult now, and now he's actually kind of yeah, time has what? actually passed. Right, exactly. All right, hold on. Let's let's. Five and three quarters years old. Oh, you're five and three quarters. Is going to be sitting in on this podcast, or at least I'm part of it. How are you did today, buddy? Oh, good. Now you're home from school. Well, actually, are you kidding? I didn't go to school today because it's okay. Pause. Winter break for me. Pause. What was that? <laughs> what was what? I don't think I I can't. You know I was excited to be on the show because I think I just spoke for a good three or four seconds there without a single syllable actually <laughs> <laughs> recognizably no hitting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 All right, continue. School I'm today? sorry. I'm sorry. No, but pause whenever. I don't go to school, and, but mom, but my mom has to go to, still has to go to work. No, you had an Italian accent then. I did. Yeah, very thick Italian accent. Well, I, I took a semester in preschool. I took a semester in Florence. Is that right? And, uh, you know, it just rubbed off on me. I'm just, yeah, well, you know. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm when a, you're young, you really absorb I'm that European stuff. at heart. Well, true. You're, you're Italian. You got a lot of yeah, Italian blood, so some, why not? There's, yeah. True, isn't it? It's just home news, okay? It's whole, home news? Yeah, home news. That's right, home news. The home news is that you and your sister are home. Yeah. I'm home. And your mom is at work. Yep, that's the podcasting. Just like the old days, buddy. Okay, what was that word? That's the podcasting. <laughs> I think so. I we're not going to get to it because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's deep in the show. But yeah, we there there's a part in this <laughs> there's a part in this episode that I I listened to recently where I decide that I'm going to go get the CDs that we're going to recommend. So I get up and I walk away and I go. Dad, it's okay if you want to keep podcasting while I'm gone. <laughs> and I would thank was you for that permission. How, and that's the thing, like five year old kids, they just have the most perfect comedic timing because oh, they're yeah. saying things that make no sense with so much genuine certainty. <laughs> right, right. No, it's oh, okay. That's... It's okay. You can you can podcast yeah, keep, while I'm gone. Keep talking keep while going, I'm gone. Keep... <laughs> it's oh, like I need, like I need to tell you like you were just gonna sit in silence for right. forty five like seconds while I just sort of like hmm. I dug through the CDs. Right. Nice. By the way, you knew we were gonna recommend music. You would have just gotten them and gotten the CDs. There's no reason for me to in the middle of a sentence just be like, all right, w- one second. Well, it does raise the question: If I knew that, why weren't the CDs just with yeah, us I, I, at yeah, that point? That is that is a little weird. Yeah. This time, this time we actually the music is on us, so I don't have to. Right. We no one, none of us have to podcast while the other <laughs> yeah, gets right, the music. Right. Exactly. So yeah, should should we just get into the let's, actual let's, music let's part? Let's do it. Want to do that? We know okay. my voice is cute. Yes, you were young and cute. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh look. Okay. What's our first tune? I, I'll give some context. H, our first tune. Well, do you have any particular order you want to go in? Just go in the order that I gave you. That you gave to them you. to me? Okay, yeah. we can do that. So um, one second, please. We're trying to do this like it's a radio show. We're trying yeah. to do all this live stuff. 
Hey, man. Um, the first song was, uh, do you remember what the first song was? So I believe the first song is by The Killers. Yes. It's called Don't Shoot Me Santa. And it's, uh, you know, The Killers are um, a Nevada alt-rock group that uh, they they put out Christmas songs every year for many years in a row. And this yeah. is this is the morbid tale of a, a child who's begging Santa not to kill him. So, uh, uh, let's roll. Let's... Oh, Santa, I've been waiting on you. That's funny, kid, because I've been coming for you. <laughs> oh, Santa, I've been Well, the party's over, kid, because I, because I got a bullet in my gun. A bullet in your what? And the chorus is unbeatable. Don't shoot me, Santa Claus, I've been a clean living boy. I promise you, did every little thing you asked me to. I can't believe the things I'm going. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I, I love that. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, when you were five, the songs weren't as violent. No. Yeah, it was just <laughs> we, we, we were telling people to listen to the Partridge family. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's a great song. I, for, I feel like I haven't heard that one in a long time. Yeah. I don't know why. It's, uh, be, because it's so morbid and there's so much spoken word, for most people it doesn't have much replay value. But I, yeah, but that chorus is I was so taken fun. by like... The idea that the killers, some of whom I think might be Mormons, is that true? Yeah, I think maybe, yeah. The bunch of Mormons are sitting there and they're like, okay, Christmas song. What if we did a song about a kid who's a psychopath? Right. And Santa has to come and kill him. <laughs> kill him. So he'll stop killing people. So he'll other people. stop killing right. other kids. Um, yeah, that's, I can't. Yeah, let's work that out. get more creative than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny because the next song we're going to play is a song I love just as much, but is like, Probably the least creative of any Christmas song. That's um, that's true. It's, it's very in the spirit of the season, and yet, yeah, there's not. Julian Casablancas's Christmas Treat. I love that song. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'd think that somebody singing I Wish It Was Christmas Today over and over again would probably not be particularly rousing, but, uh, but no, that, but it, that's a favorite. Totally rousing. And totally rousing. Now, Julian Casablancas is, of course, lead singer of The Strokes. The Strokes. You've been a big fan of his for a long time. It's true. I th- right? I think he's, he's you know, um, The Strokes are easily a, a top five band for me personally yeah in your in your band yeah just, list, uh, just preferences because yeah. you're also a hit, quite a hip-hop guy but yeah they're um but as far as like yeah when we're talking about collectives. rock music um yeah i think that they just and the killers right the killers too i mean they're both bands where they have a huge discography and sometimes they do things that you know maybe you're not going to love every second of it mm-hmm. but with every single record that they put out there's been a few tracks on there that are really special and I, it's just cool to see someone like Casablancas who's especially now is doing this more experimental mm-hmm. like harsher rock music to hear him just having fun singing about, <laughs> singing Christmas, about Christmas over two chords over and <laughs> right. over again it's Basically, like it's, right? it's 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 a good time that's awesome all right so the next track is from a very creative guy very yes. interesting guy we're talking about Lights On, I hope. We're talking about Lights On. Lights On by T- Mr. Tyler the Creator. Yes. Um Tyler the Creator was recently uh, tapped to write some original music for the new Grinch movie. Right. Interesting choice. Yeah. Um. I mean, it definitely came out of left field, but he's been talking about scoring movies and wanting to do film since, you know, hit the very beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. And um, he decided on top of the songs that they paid him to write, he was going to put out an EP of Christmas-themed stuff that he was writing just for... Fun. So uh, here we're gonna hear. Here we're gonna hear. Here we're gonna hear. Here we're gonna hear. I like that. Here we're gonna hear. Tyler the Creator's lights off, featuring Ryan Beatty um, and Santa Gold. that singing right there is that ryan Beatty? yeah i hope i'm pronouncing his name right he was sort of a a teeny bopper an up-and-coming teeny bopper star um when i was young um but recently he's done his own independent music thing and he's been very vocal about his place in the queer community and uh, he's got a gorgeous voice yeah um you'll you, you'll hear him all over the place if you're a brockhampton fan um, oh is that right all in the yeah no, uh, can we go back to tyler just for a yeah, second, because I don't know that much about Tyler, the creator. You mm-hmm. know way more than I do. Yeah. I know he's, he's an L.A. Uh, guy. He's a he, he has a clothing line. Yeah, he was born his and raised. favorite song of mine is, or my favorite song of his is very vulgar. So when mm-hmm. I heard he was doing the Grinch, I was like, really? The dude that did, I don't even remember the name of the song. Now. Yeah, I don't know that we need to say it. 
Is it a dirty name? I don't remember. Yeah. It is? Yeah. It is. Okay. okay. Anyway, don't say the title. We're not, we're not right. going to say It's one of those titles. That basically, you don't right. uh, yeah, this is a guy who grew up, um, he spent a lot of time, I think, around here. Um, we're recording this right now in Ladera Hills or Hawthorne. And um, he, yeah, he's just uh, a, a triple threat when it comes to producing and producer, writer, rapper, fashion designer right, i mean mogul, mogul whatever yeah. he's doing but and yeah he did the Grin- the new grinch movie so he that's, did yeah i mean he's crazy. he's just an example of a a guy who is like all like a lot of people on this list who can take a break from taking themselves so seriously maybe and just sort mm. of can enjoy <laughs> taking part in the holiday tradition which mm-hmm. has always been the fun of christmas music is that it's it's yeah. it's often sincere but it's not um, completely so serious. Right, right, exactly. Now, speaking of guys that uh, don't take themselves particularly seriously, <laughs> do you remember who the next artist I is? Do. <laughs> um, big, a big friend to all of podcasting in the early days. He did, I guess it was like a song a week for maybe two yeah. years. Yeah, which is an incredible amount. Of output, but but really a, an incredible amount of output for someone who's then just like giving it away and saying, "Yeah, if you want to put this on your podcast, go for it." And of course, I'm talking about who? Jonathan Colton. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy is a very funny comedy singer songwriter. He uh, wrote a song called "Is It Re." Is it re colon your brains? Re colon your brains. Yes, um, exactly. About that might be one of his more. Yeah, about business people being eaten by zombies, and yeah, uh, that's yeah, let's let's roll the this. Uh, this is a good one. <laughs> this year has been a little crazy for the Andersons. You may recall we had some trouble last year. The robot council had us banished to an asteroid that hasn't undermined our holiday cheer. And we know it's almost Christmas by the marks we make on the wall. That's our favorite time of year. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime, where we're working in a mine for our robot overlords. Did I say overlords? I meant protectors. Now, I have to assume that a lot of people listening to this show already know about Jonathan Colton, but maybe not. Maybe not. I really don't know. I have no clue. All oh. I know is this this is a guy who wrote, he's got songs, what, about Ikea, shop vacs, If you are familiar geniuses. with um, the Portal game franchise oh, yeah. at all, he wrote some original music for that that's taken on quite the... The cult love in in that world. Which which song is the portal song? I can't remember. It's um oh gosh, I don't remember exactly what it's called. Yeah, but I used to know. Darn he it. he wrote something that's from the perspective of the antagonist, and it's uh it it, it's a great it plays song. at the end of the when, if when you finish the game. So a lot of people who are a fan of that kind of stuff have taken a liking to it. Yeah. What's next on our list? Are we are we done with the? No, we've got one more from your um, Spotifyable Ooh. list. Oh yes, of course. From, what am I talking about? Okay, oh, yeah. so from a we, we've had some contemporary artists doing first. Christmas records, but True. now we need to honor uh, a goddess who is no longer with us, unfortunately, singing yeah, about 
Hanukkah, which is a criminally underserved holiday in the music business. So let's roll. Sharon Jones so much. She, God, yeah, her voice, her, her voice, her she, energy. She was just her, like, yeah, just fun and deal. funny. Yeah, uh, she's got a whole holiday record that you should listen to just, just because it's hard not to. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's hard not to have a good time listening to that album. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it right now, and I'm trying to find it, but it's not on our little list. Oh well. But yeah, Sharon Jones and the Dap King. The first time I heard Sharon Jones was on a podcast, of course. Shocking. It was on Coverville. Brian Ibbett played her cover, yeah, her cover of Janet Jackson's What Have You Done For Me Lately? And that was it. I was a total fan from then on. So you, I mean, you grew up listening to Sharon Jones. Yeah, really, right? you know, a lot of people, if you get in the car um, and you turn on the sound system, it plays the thing that is alphabetically the first on your playlist mm. automatically. Mm -hmm. Sure. And 100 Days, 100 Nights by Sharon Jones oh God, was right. our song <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. And I was sort of forced to realize, like, oh, I really like this song. I wish right. it wasn't associated with being annoyed by it suddenly <laughs> playing at full right. volume as soon as you put the car on. But, um, yeah, no, she's a, she's a great, great artist. Yeah. All right. So who's who's next, H? Okay, next we've got... To... Uh, we got... A song by Chance the Rapper featuring No Name. It's called The Tragedy. I had, you know, I'm, I, I like a good, I like a good sentimental, sad Christmas song. Um, you know, it is, it is, you know, a remember, like a, a remember, a remembrance, a reminder. Good Lord. It's okay. <laughs> it's Listen, like for a second language, you're doing great. <laughs> I am no more articulate than I was at five and three quarters. <laughs> no, um. It's a it's a reminder of time passing, and this is a, a a sad little ditty, but it's it's a beautiful little track. If you could start um like towards the end of the song, that's that's oh really that's my favorite part. Yeah. Oh okay. Last um, those last forty five. Where it's seconds. really quiet. Sure. Let's see if I can do this. This is Chance the Rapper. No, nope, it's not working. I'm not exactly a SoundCloud pro. Right, let's just see if anything plays. Oh, maybe I should turn the. Now we got two songs playing at once. Yeah, we do. What's happening? Spotify and SoundCloud are playing at the same time. Right, that's not good. Wow. All right. <clears throat> All right, and take two. Let's just start from the top of the show. Okay. Okay. My dad will now make an yeah. announcement. <laughs> Me, baby, my baby. He Chris with the Kringle and rooms filled with ladies. They loving his presence, a blessing, a blessing. I'm guessing you happy. I'm knowing you answered when winter was calling you. That's a jibber. I'm so confused. 
So was that the very end of the song? That was the end of the song. Listen, let's play the beginning. This is the beginning of the song, just for a couple seconds. Okay, okay, let's do it. Because I feel like my DJ uh, abilities are... We're going to cut out like... Yeah, we're going to cut out this. No one will ever hear this, don't we? This sounds great. This is great. It's gorgeous. So Chance the Rapper, Chance the Rapper's one of those guys who, one of very few guys, who became enormous but completely independent of the kind of the system. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, his his career is a, is a win for anyone in the podcasting community, anyone who likes to make stuff and put it on the internet because he's um, he's one of very few national stars that came up without um a big check <laughs> right. like from a label pre- or fame for, right yeah now that he's a huge rapper he'll you know he'll have may have do certain things with apple or what have you but um he's very much a, a self-made man and he's also um just so uh, dedicated to his family and his faith that he's like just yeah I don't know he's uh he seems like a a good dude yeah he does good things for his hometown and all that good stuff well and a good dude that that really got big by giving away his music I mean he wasn't it's even true. like trying to get 99 cents a song it was just output 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 it was it's amazing yeah. to think that that we, we all hope it works and know it works but to see it work on that level at that scale where next thing you know he's on the Grammys and has never had a record deal that's nuts yeah I mean just he, nuts yeah crazy alright so let's go to the next this, uh, tune this is uh, this is our final this is our final this tune. is it this is our final tune alright and then we're going to talk about something Whatever. else right. basically this past year um, we lost somebody an artist that uh, I was very partial to Mr. Malcolm McCormick aka Mac Miller he um yeah, he was just a, an incredibly talented producer. He was a rapper's rapper, like anyone, anyone who you may have followed in the alternative scene had worked with him or gotten advice from him or whatever it was. And uh, his passing and that how that relates to his ex girlfriend and all that stuff has become such a tabloid thing, such a mm. gossip. Whatever his, his ex girlfriend being Ariana Grande. Yeah, but um. They, when they were together, recorded a rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside that I thought would, I just wanted to honor him in a way that it wasn't about drama. And um, <laughs> right. I would like to know before we play this song, there's a lot of contention over whether or not this song is uh, mm. perhaps a little bit uh, sexist or not. Right. Um, my understanding is that like people have done research and in context, it's... It's more so that the woman in the song wants to stay, but she feels obligated right. to leave because the right. men or in her life or the older people in her life will make her feel bad about um, right. She's basically, premarital yeah, sex she's, or whatever right. it is. She's right? trying to buck conven- the convention of the time and trying to find little loopholes and justifications for her doing what she wants to do at a time when women weren't really granted that opportunity yeah, you so, know what I mean? without being shamed. Like crazy. Yeah, here's a... Yeah, I, I'm anxious to check this out. I've never heard this. 
Should I turn up the volume? making me a little sad i'll tell you that but uh yeah i mean especially that's a beautiful version of that especially song. given the context right it's, it's right. definitely um and they recorded this when moving. they were still a couple i assume yes yes as far as i know yeah yeah uh but mac miller passed away what, two three months ago yes, i guess yes very sad very sad uh let's play one more song because i cannot possibly imagine transitioning from that to you and I chit-chatting about something. Okay. Do I, I have an, an, another, well, do you have one? Yeah, I have something queued up that's really stupid, but, Let's but very it. upbeat. I'm sure you'll recognize this song and this artist. I don't know if you've ever heard this exact recording, so let's check it out. This is called December.
can you go wrong with Earth, Wind, and Fire? Not, not particularly. I don't think not you can. wrong, wrong. No. no, you cannot go wrong, wrong. But too funny that they like made a parody of their own song, basically. Yeah, I, right? I love that. You got it. And it's it. it's really just to change a handful like, of literally, words. right? Like, <laughs> literally, like really, twenty fifth and September into December. That's pretty. It much even right, like <laughs> ah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so great. Do you remember once we were on a flight? I don't remember where we were yeah. going, but there were a couple of members of, the, of Earth, Wind, and Fire on the flight, and the people on the intercom kept making. Earth, Wind, and Fire song puns. Did I you do remember, remember that? that. I don't remember what they said. We were just sort of like, whatever. It was just a bunch of... So that's, that's from an entire, dude, an entire album of Earth, Wind, and Fire doing holiday songs. Really? Yes. That's, that's just... Joy to the World. I'll have to check that out. They do Winter Wonderland, a little drummer boy, but it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Come on. All right. So that, is that enough? That's enough Christmas cheer, right? That's enough Christmas. We did our do. We did our thing. That was that was the the reboot of the Christmas themed Hudson show, only thirteen years in the making or whatever it's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what else can we talk about? What what in your life is on limits that What's we can discuss? Oh, I mean, does I, anyone use that term on limits? No, I, I I may have just coined a phrase. Things are either off limits or they're cool. Right. To talk about. No, I like on limits. <laughs> on limits is good. Doesn't make any sense, but the uh, another thing. What's like on that, limits though? That um. Oh, what's on limits? Um, school. School's on limits. It is. Okay. Um, school's on limits. Anything I'm frustrated about is on limits. I mean, oh, really? I, I won't shut up about it to anyone. I don't know why I would shut you up just, about it here. Oh, okay. All right. So to recap, you go to the University of Southern California. I do. I do. Uh, we don't have were, to do uh, the like the fake high school name anymore. Oh, do, yeah. Do you I guess, remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to have to come up with, like, a fake what thing to call What did we call it? Like, Wild Winds. Wild Winds? It was a... That's right. It was a... You went to Wild Winds. A gas-passing... Yes, it was. Little joke it was there. A very, very, very high class. Very. Where did you go? New Roads? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can... I think we spilled all the beans. He went to New Roads. Matt Damon was the movie star that I often mentioned <laughs> that I wouldn't name... He was at your graduation, right? Yeah, he. What else? The yeah. Edge. The they Edge. Had kids there from U two, Crocodile Dundee. Anyway, uh, but now I... you're at USC. That's yeah. All. I go to yeah. The Beverly Hills of universities, Guys, apparently. If you ask the pre- if you ask like normal people, they'll tell you it's like, oh, it's a good school. And if you ask the people that work there, they'll be like, it's actually, you know, it's basically the Ivy League of the West Coast. Basically, which is that's right. that's something that, Isn't I've, that what Stanford is? I've heard. That's 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 absolutely true. Is that your argument? Yeah, no, I've I've heard I've heard like <laughs> admin people say that. Another thing that is really funny, it's like I'm in the, I'm in the film program, and they're like, well, you know, percentage wise, it's actually harder to get into the film program than it is to get into Harvard Business School. Is that right? Yeah, except you know. <laughs> The screen different r- skill the sets. screenwriting program at USC has way fewer applicants, so I wasn't. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there's no you're not, way you're not sure that math. I'm is not going up, up against every guy who wants to go to Harvard. <laughs> to go to business school, right? Right. No, I understand. But yeah, USC. But you, but you enjoy it, right? I mean, oh god, I don't know. Is That's, enjoy strong? Enjoy is a strong word. I mean, I don't like. Um, I don't school love work? school. Like I, right. I, it's it's more not even school. I don't. I can't do lecture halls. No. I talked to friends who were like, oh, I just love going to the lecture hall and being a real college kid with my notebook and my pencils. Mm. I feel like an adult. I'm like, I 
I would do anything to <laughs> never have to feel <laughs> that way in again. In an auditorium again, because and, yeah. yeah, I could. I can't I could. imagine. I can't imagine a more frustrating thing than getting up early in the morning, motivating yourself to get somewhere just to sit in silence and watch someone talk. talk. It's yeah. so mind numbing. Other people, I mean, I mean, and that's why the the whole project based learning thing that all the every private school in America is on a tear about there's a right. reason there's that, a, right. that gets people in because the alternative is so brutally boring horrible. it's so yeah. brutally boring e, I and a lot of it's about just like I can't sit still I in, in, in the lectures I'm I'm like do you ever fall asleep or that's not really oh your yes thing? oh you do yeah oh I, I, fall, I oh I've slept I slept through half a college man I that's yeah, not good yeah I've had times where my my roommate Julian, we have a lot of classes together. He's in my he's in my cohort. He's my right hand man. He's he's had to wake me up. Yeah, like to like, leave class. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And I used to I used to take this, and it's really sad. But you know, in college, like your sleep schedule is awful, no matter what. Basically, yeah, for so sure. I would have class from seven to ten. Have to use every fiber of my being to fall to not fall asleep at eight thirty. Right, right. And then I'd be up until two. Right. Because I couldn't go to sleep. Any then, right, right, exactly. And I was, it. oh, God, I, I hate that. But, yeah, you know, um, yeah, see, I'm, I, the thing about college is I think a lot of people pitch it as a completely different lifestyle, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of ways that it is, but it's still life. Like, life yeah, it's isn't true. easy. It's Being resort. young isn't easy. Living right. in a big city is not easy. Right. Um, and, you know, school gets more difficult and people are going to put more pressure on you about the things that you care about. Yes. Which is harder than people putting pressure about on you about calculus for me, at least because in a lot of ways, because I know I get up every day. I took two years of calc. Yes. I got up every day knowing I didn't like calc. I didn't, I didn't care. (laughs) Right. So I was just trying to do well. Just get through it. Okay. Yeah. I, I get up every day to go work on scripts, and I'm not just worried about if my shit is good. I'm worried about if I'm in the right place. Is there something else I should be doing? Is there somewhere else I should be? In the, I'm in having, the grander scheme, you yes, mean? Or just I, like, yes. am I in the wrong dining room? No, 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 no. In, an, in a more existential oh, like way. I'm getting up oh, every day and wonderful. questioning the rest of my life. Um, because, you know, becoming an adult all of a sudden, you're not... You're not it's not enough to be good at the things that people need you to do. You also have to make decisions about what yeah. it, what those things are. Right. And right. it's nerve wracking. It's like I think, oh god, this is so rough. This is so rough. I, maybe where would I? And then I'm like, oh man, maybe I should maybe I should leave. Where where should I go? And then you could go to Harvard Business School. There's nowhere to go. Like there's no <laughs> right. there's no version there's no version of going to like a high level art conservatory where there's no pressure on you you wake up every right. day feeling completely secure you know right. that you're fine right right and me dropping out of school is even worse because i don't even have i'm, I'm not even, yeah i don't have like <laughs> i don't hey, listen, have if we were rich listen you could drop out of it's school. hard enough but holy cow I, right to like to do well when you get pitch meetings at graduation guaranteed right without that what in god's name would i right do you know right but um yeah i mean well, part of part of your and I I don't mean problem, but I'm going to use that word anyway because I can't come up with anything better. Yeah, it's a lot of energy. Part of, part of what puts a lot of pressure on you is 
while you're in this very difficult program at a very prestigious school and doing all this work and writing all these scripts, you're also trying to maintain an, a full-time music career, which yeah. I would imagine um, is a lot to fit in. And does that leave enough time for you to just sit around with your roommates and like make fart jokes? You know what I mean? There, there's some, there's sometimes where there fart jokes we, happening? we have, we call what will happen is we'll all find ourselves hungry at the same time in the room. And then one of us looks at the other and goes, uh, what, no, what is it? Bro's dinner. And then, <laughs> oh, really? bro's and, dinner? and then bro's dinner or often we do bro's breakfast on Saturdays Nice. and we just get a chance to, you know, get in my buddy's car and drive to one of the places off campus that we don't have to eat at every day. You know, oh, it's really? kind of a treat. Um, so wait a minute, who has a car? Marshall. I had no idea. He does. Anyway, so, so where do you guys go? There is a Chinese place on Figueroa that is too far to walk to from my place if you're hungry. Gotcha. But if you have the but car, it's in the general just zip area. Over. Yeah, no, we're not we're not driving to Hollywood or anything mm. like that. But um yeah, I mean, the music stuff it's it's especially difficult because it's um it's become obvious to me that you know everyone has their hustle for lack of a better word right yes which means once you get into college you get older the people that used to be able to help you with certain things they gotta do their thing everyone's gotta yeah. pivot to do their thing yeah yeah so yeah, I had yeah. some people that were a big part of my process this summer or this past year mm-hmm. and they're in a position where they need to go do they need to go work on their baby. Right, right. They can't work on my baby right this second. Right. Um, which means I'm going to be taking on more responsibility as it relates to my music stuff. And I'm going to be writing more, like writing more for school. Um, and yeah, I mean, everything's just going to ramp up. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. I mean, yeah, we do. We do get a chance to hang around, but um, it's not it's not every day. It's not every day bro's dinner. No, no. <laughs> But you're, what, halfway through sophomore year? Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's funny, like, there are prof- I have a professor. I just have professors that I don't like that you, like, have worked on things that people have heard of. Mm-hmm. And it's just really mm-hmm. funny because as a high schooler, I thought, oh, work getting taught by all these people that have made real movies would be so crazy. And then I get there and I remember people are still like um unfun to be around. <laughs> like just because not, they made a movie doesn't not mean personable, they're enjoyable to, not yeah. good at teaching. Right. Not gifted orators. Right. And well, that is the thing, right? There is this assumption like, well, hey, listen, they wrote three screenplays that got made into movies. Let's hire them because that's very attractive to prospective students is. and donors and whatever. But, well, yeah, what if the person is an a-hole or what if they really just are a horrible teacher Yeah, and, or and, a horrible human? And for anyone who's considering going to, to film school and or, or pursuing any of that kind of stuff, I'm not exactly, you know, at the top of the industry, but I can tell you one thing I know is that film people just love to talk. They love to talk. They and they will. They will <laughs> about film. They will. If it doesn't matter how many hours of things there are to do, if the class is three hours long, they're gonna fill in any extra time oh, with it, yeah. just the most random non sequiturs, and it is infuriating to me because I. 
my patience for that sort of thing <laughs> with people that I don't like hanging out with. Right. So like when the like in eighth grade, when your teacher decides to stop teaching and go on a tang- tangent, it's so much fun. Sure, yeah. But when you're in college and you're supposed to be getting better at the thing that you care about and right. you don't like the pr- professor and they're like, hey, guys, you want to hear about this article I read? And you're just like, oh, my God. No. No. Can you just give us the URL and let please, us out of here? Yeah. Please. Oh, my God. Well, that and I remember early on hearing that you had a class or two where you would watch movies. Yes. Now, that sounds fantastic. Like, go to college to watch <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, but, but we, first we have a three-hour lecture, and then we watch a movie in the same room that we just had a three-hour lecture. I That would turn me off of movies. That would be, so, for me well, anyway, I mean, so torturous. Newsflash, it's, it's, it's made it, it – for a long period of time, it made it hard for me to, like – features just because I got to watch TV at home in bed at my pace. Right. And every and then, time I saw a movie in a theater, it was preceded by an hour and a half lecture. <laughs> so, yeah, like... Yeah, that would that'd be... Do I watch movies for school? Yes, that sounds great. Except in high school when you watch movies in class, it's not right. a four-hour class. Right. And you're getting out of doing work. Yeah, I get lectured and then I watch a movie and then I get lectured. Right. And then um, you probably have to write a paper or something on. Yeah, what you and saw, there's right? writing to do. There's lots of stuff to do. I mean, yeah. I next semester I have a five hour class. What do you? Are you? Yes. Oh my god. Yes, I do. Yeah. How are you supposed to do that? I mean, I personally can't. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's just no perceivable way. The class wow. should be cool. The professor, I, I've had class with him before. He's he's a nice guy. It's yeah. about um. Pixar, it's like specifically like analyzing the way that they tell stories. Wow, really? Part of a crit studies requirement that I have. And you know what? The class is probably going to be pretty cool for the first two hours. Right. And then then I'm going to be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, time to go. go I need need someone to pick me up. (laughs) Yeah, please. I can't can't do this anymore. What a a great company to study, though, especially for story. Yeah. I mean, mean, they, they work on story probably harder than anybody. Absolutely. And I've had the pleasure of getting lectured by uh, writers who have worked for them on animated stuff before. Wow, yeah. Um, And, I mean, Pixar is constantly workshopping old IP to see if it can be something cool Mm. or they're constantly workshopping new stuff. And they have money, enough money at this point where they will pay people hefty salaries just to write something to pitch Wow, yeah. Internally? Internally, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, why not? You want someone good to write, like, if you have a dusty, some dusty, like, cartoon from the 40s (laughs) that you want (laughs) to do a 3D version of, you want to hire someone good to write it because you're Pixar, and you have the money to pay them, right? and you want to see if it's good in practice. You don't want to know, oh, if it's good in theory. So, yeah, you just pay the dude to write it, and then... You put out Toy Story 4, and you make more money than anyone's ever seen in their entire life, and it's fine. Well, I remember when you were a kid, one of your DVDs, one of your Pixar DVDs, maybe it was Nemo or something, but it had footage from the right from a like a writer's pitch meeting. Mm-hmm. Not really a pitch meeting, but just they were at a certain point in the process, and they would talk through the story, and they literally make the movie before they make the movie. So they would do these very rough animatics, but of every moment, 
Yeah. Every gag, every everything. But it makes sense because animation is so time consuming. Right. That you don't want to so have there's to go no, back and mess Yeah, with there's it. no variables once they start it's, animating. It is I mean, obviously you can change things. It's in a computer, but it's like you going back and changing stuff is just as painful in animation as it is when you're shooting stuff right. live so action let's because avoid it as much as possible. You gotta yeah. pay like if you you gotta pay some dude to animate Right, this whatever thing different it is. if you want it different, right. and if it's super different, and he has to change the continuity, like if you decide, if you start animating, and then you decide you want to change the way one of the characters looks, you got to re-render every Everything. frame that you've worked on, and if you, like rendering three D animation, even on really like these on massive supercomputers, it just it's takes time. Take forever. It just takes. It takes time. forever to render. Like 2D stuff. Because the computer has to just calculate so many things, especially yeah. if you have, like, light effects, right. smoke Water effects, effects <laughs> right. physics. There's right. physics and everything is happening in 3D space. It's like a, a video game. You need yeah. you need Serious some way power. of, of um, rendering that as quickly as you can, and even then it's going to take time. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the film school thing, it, it's, it's like anything where if someone took something that you cared about and mm-hmm. made it, work right it would be work right and no matter what it's work yeah i mean i i'm just honestly sometimes i think oh man maybe i should be doing music at school and then i realize like i would rather die than have school ruin music making for me right because screenwriting to me is very technical and it's it's very structural and it's a lot so much of it i feel like more of it more of that is objective than there are things about music there that are objective obviously there's a lot of math involved but my my point is that I'm willing to learn how to, like, be taught how to write and f- and sort of have it be a little bit harder for me because I know how big a gap there is between me and the people that do this sort of thing for a living. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I was brought into a classroom where someone was like, all right, now we're going to turn songwriting into this thing that you're doing for college credit, that I might, think that would brutal, infuriate right? me. Yeah. I would be listening back to projects over and over again for homework and I'd start to hate the sound of my own voice. <laughs> right. And right. I, you don't want to be in that place. Right. Because then how are you going to go home and work on a, a record? Yeah, but also you seem to be in this in that magical place that I, I've always felt is very important, which is you are proficient enough on your instruments to express yourself, but you never got so focused on any particular instrument that you became a master of that instrument and therefore educated yourself out of spontaneity and creativity. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like we like know virtuosity. people to play guitar so beautifully that it's too beautiful. There's there's almost no grit or soul or something to it. You know what I mean? Where you seem to have the freedom to do what you want and not be hindered by having been overeducated in music. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean there, does, that, does that make any sense? Yeah, I just taught myself a lot of stuff. And the good thing about teaching yourself stuff is you know exactly, you know all the stuff that you want to know so bad that you're willing to go find it. Right. So you know all the stuff that you really care about knowing if you're if you're smart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I'm just, especially the more I saw people play in high school or whatever it was. People that are instrumentalists that are virtuosos in whatever it is, guitar, mm-hmm. anything from guitar to something as, you know, ref, quote unquote refined as like a viola, those people have spent so much time. And if you're in like a music scene, you probably know someone who could play, who would play <laughs> on a record for you. Right. So don't like, 
Right. Don't go on YouTube and learn how to play drums, even if you don't want to play drums, so that you can have drums on your album. Yeah. Get someone who loves. Yeah, who loves to drum, and is willing to like take your material under their wing and work with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh, music is cool just because it's for a million reasons. Uh, It's silly. This um, is why music is cool. But the collaborative aspect is what makes it such a um, an enduring. Well, and that was an interesting thing. So, um. You put out an EP a couple of years ago. Yeah. I've kind of lost track of w- w- the timing, but... I think it was 2016, That yeah. you did, like, really completely by yourself. Yeah. Right? Maybe a guest singer, but that was about it. Like, yes. it was really solo. And then your album, which just came out, what, a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. A month ago? Um, October. Complete collaboration with, between you and live musicians and two producers and everything. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about that? Was was it good to collaborate? Was it 50-50? It was like, it was difficult because um at first I was wondering like am I going to lose is there something about me that isn't going to be there because other mm-hmm. people are there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but it it became pretty clear that the people that I was working with um were gifted enough to understand what I was trying to do. And yeah. their goal wasn't just to make something good. It was to try to see the vision through. And they trusted me to know if we made this song that's in Hudson's head, it would be cool. Let's try to do that and then go above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. Because on one hand, are there little things that if I had done the whole album in secret in, and listened to it over and over and over again in this room in our garage that I would have done differently? Probably. But there's also so many things that I love about the album that – just simply don't exist without the people that I made it right, with. Right, right. Everything from sm- small lyrical tweaks, background vocals, mm-hmm. guitar, and then the mix, transition between tracks, stuff that I just wouldn't have thought of. Mm-hmm. And a real healthy collaboration is when people, I mean, this is generally used as a derogatory, like, diminutive <laughs> term, but, like, when people stay in their lane... Mm. and are willing to understand like, okay, well, this is my job. This is your job. This is my job. We're all on the same team. Right. Because right. I, I talk to friends that make stuff, make stuff that does well with, you know, expensive producers, whatever. And bickering is how you end up with huge periods of time between releases, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of different versions of the same song that sound exactly the same yeah. because, oh, this person doesn't like this producer or this and then you know, you don't put anything out for six months because right. you can't decide w- where to even start. Gotcha. Hey, can we play part of one of your songs, or is that too sure. weird? Sure. You don't mind? No. W- what what uh what song would you be cool with us playing? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Let's put on let's put on Funk Two. Funk Two. I know there's no swearing in Funk Two. <laughs> and uh... and then we'll discuss.
throat and my throat and my head and my hands bare feet on the street it's good to meet you it's hard to know but don't worry about how your friends treat you third degree burns and secondhand clothes young lovers and i mutter what are those lonely boy you already know we used to have friends i wasn't dating that was long ago and i don't want to watch you leave i'd rather see you blow but i don't know i like you i used to think my friends were all right dude we used to get along if i was in the right mood Oh, wait, wait, wait. I love it. Thank you. So, dude, that's Funk 2 from uh, the album too. Amber by Corwin. That's, your, that's me. Your nom de plume. That's my pseudonym. That's yes. your pseudonym, yo. Yeah. I hear you. Now, that sounded like real instruments. Yeah, that was some real that was some Those real were real instruments. There. Those weren't, those, I mean, are there any samples in that? That sounded um, like real drums and real guitars and humans singing and everything. yeah that was a that was a lot of and it was it was good yeah i mean i my my original stuff that i made you know in my bedroom in secret was a lot of just ripping stuff from online and this and that mm. but to take that and turn it into just give it a little more like make it more fresh give it a little more personality kind of open it up yeah. um with the live instrumentation i i think it's the best version of the song We just got a notification. Oh, my mic wasn't up enough. There we go. We just got a notification on my phone that your mother added to her Facebook story. Okay. I have never known your mother to even use Facebook, let alone add anything to her story. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm I wonder not... if that's a mistake. Do you think? Do you think she did that on purpose, or? Uh, it's it's possible. It's possible. All right. So, oh my God, we're we've gone over an hour. Oh. Did you know that? No. Should we wrap it up? I guess we have to. I don't want to be too uh, too greedy with everybody's time. Yeah. What else? What should we talk about on the way out of here? Um, do you know? Do we care? I don't know. Is there any? I had no idea. What are we? What are we trying to do in 2019, man? What am I? Uh, 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 I don't know. I need to decide though. I need to have a specific and definite goal. For 2019, a singular goal. You know, ironically, now you do have a singular goal. What's that? Have a goal? To find the goal, yeah. yeah. That could take a year. It might. You never know. It might. You never know, buddy. Sometimes that's how it happens. Uh, what's your goal? Do you know? My goal My goal is to put out, I'd Another really like record? to put out two, two um, projects this year. What yeah. kind of project? Two music projects? One, one, with, one with a collaborative project with a... With the family, and then one, um, one just another Corwin record. Yeah, can we talk about your family thing? Let's for a do second? it. So you've got Corwin. I do. That's your nom de plume. That's, that's all. That's, that's your my pseudonym, baby. right? Mm-hmm. But then, like completely ran it, it, not randomly, but you know what I mean. Like somewhat unexpectedly, both you and your first cousin mm-hmm. are both. M- m- makers of music. Yes. And so now you guys collaborate. We do. You and your first cousin. It's true. That's wild, right? Yes. I mean, and then he... I'm in a duo with my, my cousin. And what's it called? Banco Pop. Yeah, baby. And um, he does not live here in LA, though. He, he doesn't. Lives in... He lives in Connecticut. Yeah. But um, you can you can, uh, you can can make a record over email now. Right. So and... what do you guys do? Send stems back and forth? Yeah, he sends and... me beats, and then I'm like, hey... Is... And then I send him... 
me singing and then he tweaks it and sends it back and back and it's, forth it's until just it's like done. yeah it's just you volley until you have stuff you like and then give each other that's notes. awesome yeah I mean, i'm gonna put some links to banco pop too on the show notes if anybody wants to check it out yeah i, I, mean, I love the banco pop stuff too. um yeah i mean honestly the real the real goal for 2019 shouldn't be just to put out this or put out that it should be to try to balance all my stuff because mm, balance good uh, right now i'm working on a couple different music things couple different film things i also need to be a person like you oh, know yeah. Eat, i'd sleep. like to have a social life yeah i am 19 years old so if i don't start you know if i don't <laughs> if i don't start you know putting myself out there mm. now like when i'm at my most like you know like at 19 if you get your ass kicked you can probably like have a normal day the next day yeah like I want, I I gotta make some go out there and make some mistakes and do my thing now. And we're talking about your personal life, yeah, like your very personal life. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I don't even. I don't mean necessarily, like actually. I I want to get beat up or necessarily. It's a romantic thing, but yeah, just like to. You just there, feel like I, you're playing it too safe. Sometimes I, I yeah I think um I just don't I I can't spend all day working, um because. When you think you're spending all day working, what you're really doing is spending the day alone, and a lot of that time is taken up by just you, yeah. me, in your head, slacking and... off. Uh, yeah, it's better to. Ju- I just want. Yeah, I want to have everything be a, a more um, even balance. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> See, this way we'll wrap up the show. My my dad has just made an announcement. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. Well, thank you, Hudson. That was very nostalgic. Yeah, I had to, I had to well, update. Thank, yeah, and thanks for coming into the studio. Of course. My and pleasure. that's right. This is where you recorded your EP. It is. Right here. In right Studio here. G. I love it. Well, no, the album was in some high-end freaking... Yeah, wait, wait, wait. We are, uh, yeah. We, we nice don't one. say, listen. We can't say, it's we, we, secret. We don't, we don't talk about that kind of... But, but um, forever, I will forever think of this as the EP location. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening to The Bitter's Pill. Of course, as usual, um, I'm supposed to read a list of people that support the show on Patreon, and I didn't get that together before we recorded. Okay. So can you just ad lib for a couple seconds while um, I? Um... <laughs> uh, thank you so much to Snoop Dogg, um, <laughs> Batman, Michael Chiklis, um, Amy Sedaris for giving us. She gave us two hundred thousand dollars actually. Um, Amy Sedaris. Yeah, she did. I have to stop the song so I can insert the Patreon thing because I, I can't. Deal, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't do this any longer. Is, no. Everyone's going to go insane. The jazz. It went on for too long. Like right. it can't be transition music if no. it, if it's like if there's nothing, two minutes you're not long. transitioning, right? Yeah. The bitterest pill is made possible by its generous patrons. Patrons like Alex Mirabelli, Brom Lasagna, Dan Kaikendall, Dave Hall of Fame, Jackson, David Chase, and Gerard Cortez, Flores, Harold Goldner, Jay Savastano, Jeff Short, Jim Cariotis, Megan. Mike Scott Hamilton, Peter Chase, Rob, New 80s Music, Uzen, Sean Othan, Sean Stewart, Tom Carroll, and Dr. Robert Rice. All right, thank you to all our patrons who support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dan Clash. Should I start the music again? No. <laughs>
No. Too late. <laughs> so listen, Hudson, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'm really happy to be here. Um, I think we should have turned the heater off about a half an hour ago. Oh, yeah. Because I'm really super spoiling right now. I'm sorry. That's okay. So um, I don't know if we'll get another show out before the Christmas holiday. So if we don't, if you don't hear from me or us or somebody, uh, happy holidays. I think Hanukkah's already started, right? It's we over. Kinda, okay, great. Well, Sharon uh, Jones says happy Hanukkah. I say happy Hanukkah too late. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you in the new year. Have a good one. Listen to these songs. Uh, come to the website. I would tell you, this, is, this song's called Seeing the Big Picture. I don't remember the name of the band. It'll also be in the show notes. This is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. That stunk. Are we done? I think so. Okay.